Welcome to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. My name is Josh Mauser, the editor-in-chief for MavsFansForLife.com. Once again, joined by Landon Thomas, the owner of MavsFansForLife.com. Landon, how excited are you for this week's podcast? It's a new day. I'm so excited. I'm like a fan watching Big E win the WWE Championship. Oh! I think that's what he yes, does, right? He just screamed. <laughs> All right, we got a big week this week. Um, we thought it was going to be a slow week, and then some yeah. stuff happened right before we came on the podcast. So we are going to go over this week's uh, power rankings that came out from ESPN.com for the Western Conference. We've got that. We've got uh, Jalen Brunson's future and how it might be affected by Frank Nielakina. And we're going to go over... Probably uh, this week's articles, including a Jared Dudley article that was pretty interesting uh, from MavsFansForLife.com. So let's go ahead and get started here. This week, we saw ESPN's power rankings for the NBA. We've already gone over the uh, NBA.com power rankings, so we'll make this pretty quick. But, Landon, have you seen the this week's power rankings from espn.com and what did you think uh yeah i did i i find it interesting that we're getting the mavericks are getting a lot of love from the media isn't isn't that isn't that kind of weird because it feels like the years where we thought we're a top four seed or a top five seed that would rank us like five through eight and then this year we're like, oh, we could be a five, um, six seed, and maybe four. And they're ranking us. I mean, I've seen four, I've seen five, but this one in particular, five. It seems great. What do you think it is? Why, why do you think all of a sudden we're getting some love? Do you think it's the Luca effect, or is it getting a new coach, or what do you think? I think it's just all boils down to the trajectory of Luka Doncic. I think this is the fourth year. So I think he's going to be, like I said in the last um, podcast, just projecting. I think he's going to be a top three MVP candidate. And I think to do that, you have to be a a top five seed. Um, You know, I think they surrounded him with good role players um, I really like the Bullock and the Sterling Brown pick. Um, so you're going to get more defense around him. And I think it just banks on KP's health. I, I, I think I think year after year, they're expecting him to be healthy. And the projections, the projections say that. What, what do you think? What do you think? goes into this where they rank the Mavs fifth in the West. Yeah, I I do think it's, it's the love that Luca gets. He's an exciting player. Um, we had years where, where Dirk was our best player. And I don't think that his game translated to excitement from a national audience because he was so Mm -hmm. steady. And there weren't a lot of games where Dirk just like, did something spectacular because he was 
regularly spectacular. That's my worry for Luca. Actually, is that he's just so good all the time that eventually people start start to not notice how good he is. Yeah, because um, that's kind of what happened with Dirk. Is he was just so steadily good at what he did, um, that people stopped realizing how good he was, and just kind of, oh yeah, he's just that guy, you know. Um, but I think it, it does have something to do with how, how talented Luca is the excitement around getting a new coach after, after having, um, such a steady front office and coaching staff for so many years that to all of a sudden have that completely change in such a drastic way is exciting for a national media um, that just hasn't had something to talk about for the Mavs in so long. So I feel like that's probably it. That the fact that they're just more eyes are on this year for the Mavericks. So more people are paying attention to how much better they got. Um, and let's not, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of, a lot of negativity. Um, just be, people talking about like they didn't get much better, but if you were already, a playoff team and a mid and a, and a mid Western conference standing. Um, and then you improve little places up and down your roster. That's a big deal. That's yeah. not a, that's not a small feat to do for a team that was already good in the Western conference to all of a sudden add, you know, places pieces like Bullock who is better than Josh Richardson in every way at this point in their career. Mm-hmm. There's there's no part of Josh Richardson's game that was better than what Bullock does. So I know it's a small signing. It's not like you're going out there and getting a LeBron James or a Russell Westbrook to be on your team, but you were already a good team and you increase the potential of a of a player that that plays beside Luca. So I'm excited to see what happens, especially with the new coaching staff. I've said it before. I'm super excited for a new coach. I think it was uh, it needed to happen. I was in the past a Rick Carlisle apologist. No matter how many times he messed up, I just kind of said, "Ah, oh, no, he, Rick's a genius. He won a championship. Give him a break." Yeah but I'm excited to see somebody else. I'm excited for all the, the changes that they've made to the coaching staff like Jared Dudley, which we're going to talk about here shortly. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I think that's why though it's Luca and all the changes to the front office and the coaching staff that are going to put a lot more eyes on us this year. Uh, yeah. and a lot more respect. I think so, they also, got their bench way better. Um, way better. Because when you have the luxury where you don't have to start Maxi Cleva, you know, you don't have to start Jalen Brunson. Um, I mean, maybe even Reggie Bullock if they go big. I don't know. But, you know, you have the luxury to have those type of guys, Sterling Brown, um, Moses Brown, I mean, Dwight Powell if if they start KP at the five. So, I mean, you have a really good bench. 
and um, a guy that we're going to talk about as well later on, um, Frank, um, who provides defense. So, I mean, you improve your bench because we saw a lot of James Johnson last season, and he's a good player, but, you know, that was one of our key bench guys. So you have a, a lot better players this year coming off that bench, which is going to help out the starters. Yeah. What do you, there's a weird thing that happens and I, I want to ask your opinion on this, but why do you think we would have players like James Johnson leave the Mavericks organization and seemingly play better when, <laughs> after he's gone <laughs> And it's happened several times where I wonder if it's a, uh, is it because you only see the highlights of that player after they leave? Cause you, you yeah. don't see them night after night, but it seemed like James Johnson left and then like played a hell of a lot better for other team for another team, which is frustrating. Cause I wanted him to succeed. I was all in on the dogs come into town or all that crap. And, you know, and comment. then he <laughs> <laughs> and then it, whatever happened, it's happened. Kind of funny, yeah. Them, them dogs, we coming. Dallas, we coming. Them dogs are coming. Them dogs are coming. I don't know. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, it just depends on the situation. I feel like, you know, he did go. He did go to the uh, the Pelicans. Let's be honest here. I mean, he didn't go to a playoff team and start showing out. He did. Go We're to the Pelicans to and 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 ball <laughs> and balling because he's trying to get a contract. I mean, he was expiring contract. He's trying to get that that next check. He's trying to. He wants Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, James Harden to say, "Hey, James Johnson, come off our bench. <laughs> we'll give you a we'll give you a, um, a contract." So, I th- but like you said, I don't know. It could be Rick Carlisle. It could be the system because we're not a. Uh, we're not a free will system. I mean, we pretty much let, you know, um, Luca do his thing, but you pretty much have to play in your role. You can't really play, um, you know, you can't really play free on the Mavericks. So I, I don't know. I, it depends on the team, depends on the player, but there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah. I, so with that being said, we we kind of talked, we touched on it for a second, but there are so many new coaches coming in to the Mavs organization now. Yes. Um, we did keep some, but we have quite a few new faces. And one of the ones that seemed to light up, uh, light up Twitter for sure, and then just light up the NBA community as a whole. We talked about it a little bit last week, but Jared Dudley... coming over and we uh had a new article about him on mavsfansforlife.com uh this week how excited are you for jared dudley to come in and why do you think that was or i mean do you think that was a good hire or because we don't really know what he's going to be as a coach we only know what he's going to be as a player so what do you think about that hire i think it's a great hire i mean um, he's going to bring a lot of energy his first time being coached. I mean, he was literally playing um, a few months ago. Uh, I think with Luca saying chemistry uh, as, you know, coming into this season, 
the biggest thing he wanted um, for this team. I mean, chemistry is Jared Dudley. (laughs) Every single team he's been on, he's been a locker room um, key guy. Um, Whether he was playing back in his, you know, Phoenix days or um, even last year when he didn't play um, that much, but he still had one of the biggest roles on the team is keeping everyone loose, keeping them everyone happy. And uh, when things go bad, you know, pulling everyone together. And I think that's what Jared Dudley does. Um, Obviously, Jason Kidd knows him very well. He coached him um, with the Lakers. And I think he will help tremendously with not only the star players with like Luca and um, KP and um, THJ just making everyone loose and um, communicating together. But I think he's going to help with um, the players like um, Tyrell Terry or the players like Josh Green. You know, when when they don't play certain games, you still got to keep them um, focused. You got to keep them loose and make sure that they're continuing to improve every single day. I think it's a great hire. I really do. What do you what do you think? What do you think about Jared Dudley? He's also a smart guy. I mean, every have you heard him talk? Like he knows basketball. He's not just a a headline coach. I mean, he's no, sitting on the sure. front. He's he, he on knows a lot bench. about basketball. He and he's yeah. been a lot of places too, so he knows, you know, yeah. different experiences which uh, are invaluable in the NBA to be able to like say you've been in almost every. Uh, I mean, he's been on almost every type of team. He's been on great teams and garbage teams. So yeah, um, he still acts the same way. Yeah, yeah, he's a pro. I. Uh, I like to. I I like that he's on the team. Uh, I like the. <laughs> I like that he's not a player on our team. <laughs> he's a player coach, which That's, is which is two way. We got him <laughs> just in case. When I saw Jared Dudley in the Mavs at first in the headline, and it was just in passing, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that seems like such wasted salary. Like, who are we gonna? We have enough wasted salary on this team, I think, at this point. He was like the one of the first first big news, right? So yeah. you're like, oh, no, this is our offseason. Yeah. I thought for a second, I was like, oh, that's our that's our free agency pickups. <laughs> How am I going to defend this? How am I going to homer this for the next three months? Yeah. Um, the other thing that came out this week about the coaching staff is that uh, Luca actually – finally talked about Jason Kidd. A lot of people were kind of speculating and worrying for no reason about whether or not Luca liked that hire. And I had said previously, I think last week on the podcast, actually that they're not going to hire anybody that, and, and Luca didn't say yes. I know we're only like, you know, we're pretty young in his career, but he's the superstar. He's the guy. They're not going to hire anybody without him and probably Porzingis going, yeah, okay, that's fine. Especially mm-hmm. the way the last coach ended, you know? So he came out and he was on a uh, a Spanish newspaper. Um, I'm assuming Marca is the name of the Spanish newspaper, but his, his answer when asked about Jason Kidd was, I think he's an excellent coach and who know- he knows a lot about basketball. Um, or how to play basketball and how to coach a team. 
Uh, it's an excellent opportunity to grow, and I think it will help me a lot. So that's good to hear. It's good to hear a forward answer. Um, that's a translation from Spanish, of course, but it's good to hear a a quick answer from him about the coaching staff and the direction it's going. So, I mean, was he going to say anything else? We could have. I mean, he he can say anything he wants. We just gave him two hundred million dollars. <laughs> whoever, you know whoever's coaching i mean yeah it, I mean, it takes but, a hell of a lot more effort to get rid of luca right now than it would to you know say oops we made a mistake guys sorry we gotta we gotta get rid of kid start over he could have said whatever if, he wanted that's what i'm saying even even but he's 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 that type of person that would would say those things like he's just like dirk i mean he gave the right answer um, I think, I mean, even if you brought Jared Dudley to be the next head coach, I think Luca would have said some great things. Uh, he's he's been he's been around the league and he he knows a lot of basketball, and um, I'm very excited to play for him. Yeah, you know, I think the, he would have said something like that. Probably, but the one thing I will say about this is that the the European players tend to be more honest to okay. European newspapers. Oh, well, that is true. Yeah, maybe because they Dragic? think that <laughs> there's a chance it won't get back to Dallas. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, the the Gordon Dragic <laughs> thing that came out a few. I do not months like ago. the Raptors. I don't want to be there. It's a garbage city, or whatever he said in some other. Yeah, language. I was like, hey, okay, so you're right. You're right. You're very forward, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> no, that's why I'm saying he could have said whatever he wanted to, but uh, true. Yeah, I do think he's in a place now where he's the franchise player and he's going to say the the best thing about whatever they did. But there is a there is also a chance, though, that he's had lots of conversations with Dirk. Yes. About Jason Kidd. Mm -hmm. And he and I. I have to believe that he trusts Dirk's judgment. Yeah. And trusts Dirk as a individual altogether because of the relationship that they had while Dirk was still, while it was still Dirk's team. Yeah. Um, so not I, only I, Dirk, I mean, I think Jason Kidd probably had discussions with Dirk cause you know, before taking this job, probably they probably had heart to heart discussions like, Hey man, um, have you learned from your past, past, um, head coaching jobs? I mean, have you gotten better, do you feel like being with the Lakers, being a um, you know a championship coach? Do you feel like you're ready this time? You know, you got to have those heart to hearts. I think, yeah, probably. I think there's no uh, watching watching Jason Kidd, the the coach that he was while he was in Milwaukee, um, and the coach that he was in Brooklyn compared to the coach that he was as an assistant in LA. Uh, maybe it came with years removed from actually being a player. Yeah. And uh, just, I think that he has coaches eyes now mm -hmm. and, and it took him a while because I mean, those reports that came out of Milwaukee, the way he treated those players like that is patented. I'm, I'm a hall of fame player this is how hall of fame players act kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's the thing. It's the same kind of crap that you heard Kobe do as a player. 
Mm-hmm. It's to just his, a yeah, to his co- different generation. Uh, yeah, it's just a it. It's just that kind of generation of Hall of Fame caliber player. Yeah, and it would have been okay if he was still a player, but he did it as a coach, and it's not. Can you imagine as a coach? Can you imagine Michael Jordan as a? Yeah, head I coach. mean, we kind of saw it in Washington. <laughs> the things was, he would say. Yeah, it was gross. He ruined Kwame Brown, like. <laughs> I yeah exactly that's the kind of thing but I think that he has had a, a, a enough time removed enough time yeah. to mature um that there's a there's still stuff in his past that I don't like but I don't get to choose the coach for the Dallas Mavericks yeah of course so am I excited about what he can do as a coach for the team i think that he's grown as a coach i hope that he's grown as a human being too because the stuff that he did in past is pretty gross so i just have to hope that he that there's been growth as a human alongside growth as a coach and i from all reports coming from the lakers that and you know the people in his life now that there has been ample growth in both areas so yeah and i think um cynthia marshall sent um i think she she probably had those discussions with him i mean she said it in the press conference um that she had those discussions about his past and she thinks that he's learned a lot um and she thinks that he got a second chance in life where he's grown um individually and professionally um obviously like you said i think he'll do great here um, because I think this is his last chance to be a head coach. Um, I think you won't see any ice cups coming his way when he's out of timeouts. <laughs> so, hey, okay. I think that was genius. I don't think that was. It was genius, but come on, man. Oh, it's cheap as hell, and it's gross yes, if it happens to you. But if it happens for you, that's Can you smart, imagine the player? Man. Say hey, hey, just just hit just me on the side. Me. Hit me. <laughs> What'd just you say, Coach? I said just run in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm I mean, he, let's just say a cup of water. <laughs> let's just say run. Jason Kidd's not not going to be in Space Jam Three. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, after after two, maybe he will be. Maybe I don't know. He'll be on the Monstars though. <laughs> yeah. He'll be coaching the monsters. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought that move when when they first uh, played that replay on ESPN. A few years I was ago, watching it a couple of days ago. Actually, I thought, man, that's just, like okay. So I was a, I've always been a smaller guy, and I played basketball. Yeah. And as You're a not smaller six, five, guy, Josh? huh? You're not six five, Josh. Like no, six, I'm, five, not six, I'm not six. I'm not six five, Mazer. <laughs> more like five five Mazer, so <laughs> you, should t- you should change your handle. I should I, my my handle Six from now on Twitter there, is five five, five Mazer. No, so I play I I played uh, basketball. I played point guard, yeah. and I was never I was always vertically challenged, as they like to call it, which is the it used to be funny, and it's not funny anymore, but. Mm. Um, it's still funny, whatever. So 
I always had to find inventive ways. Like I'm not going to be a scorer, right? Okay. I don't have yeah. the speed of an Isaiah Thomas. I'm not going to be able to get around you and and juke. I had okay uh, hops as a younger man. What is okay hops? Um, like I could touch the rim at uh, at, oh, okay. at, at for being pretty short, right? Okay. I so I have pretty. I I mean, pretty good, but I, like I'm not dunking on anybody, right? Yeah. Um. But my thing that I had to work on was defense. So I mm. always respect a person that can find new inventive ways to be to to gain an edge. Even okay. like it's almost the old uh, adage of if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But I, yeah. But you have to skate that line because I don't want to be a cheater. But I did, you know. I gotta say, I used to like pinch people and you get too close and you talk. I talked a lot. I was a talker. Mm. I get I get people annoyed at me enough until they so get. You were Lance fouls. Stevenson. That's what you're doing. You Pretty much, whisper. yeah, yeah. Blowing I'll blow in your ear. I'll bl- pinching their hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Pinching their love handles. Be. I'm not. I'm not six five Lando. So I mean, you got to find your edge, like you said. So you were you were Lance Stevenson slash Pat Beverly. Yeah, it's probably okay. why I dislike Patrick Beverly so much because I just like <laughs> it. That was me. Uh, it's Thursday evening right now, so Friday morning for you guys. Last night we picked up Frank Nealakina, another Nick on the squad. Uh, Knickerbocker. Pretty sure we are the Dallas Knickerbockers at this time. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh. We got five of them. What do you. Yeah, I know. We had like a whole. We've got a whole starting line. And a head coach that used to be with him, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about Frank? And let's just tie this into the Jalen Brunson conversation. What do you mm. think this does for Jalen Brunson's future as a Maverick? Um, I you know, what do you what do you think happens with Jalen first? What happens with Jalen first? I mean, nothing happens with Jalen first right now. But who do, you, who do you think? Okay, then who do those minutes I mean, that Frank is going to get? Where do those come from? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be in the same role that he was with the Knicks. I think he's going to play. Um, I think he's going to make the team, definitely. Uh, he possesses a, a strength, which is the Mavs' weakness, is uh, defense on the perimeter. I mean, when you look at the roster, you have uh, – let's just look at the guards. You have Luka, you have Jalen Brunson, you have Terry, you have Burke, you have um, THJ, you have um, – you just picked up Sterling, which helps. But I mean, if you just look at, you know, those those six guys, um, only one of them plays above average defense. Um, with Brown, and then you have Luca, who plays average defense, which I think it's underrated. But let's just be honest. I mean, across the whole league is um, average defense, which is good for what he um, does otherwise. But I think. You're going to need that in particular matchups when we're playing a heavily offense t- offensive team um, and 
Jalen Brunson, you know, some games he might not be able to bring that um, defensive edge because he's a scorer. I mean, he rebounds well for his size. He 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 could get better playmaking. I mean, he he still averaged three assists. So, but he's a scorer. He's not a defend defender. And I think you need that behind Luca. You need a guy who can play some defense um, behind them, but also with them um, on the um, perimeter because THJ, he's the shooting guard, but, you know, he's he's not going to be on point guards. It's going to be um, Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock. So um, I think it's a great signing. He will make the team. I'm saying that now. Um, how he gets on the floor is TBD, but I think you will see him every – every once in a while um, come in the game when we need his defense and we need something to um, switch up. So who, who gets cut then if you think he makes the team? All right. So who gets cut? So I think we, so I, I think there's two guys in my mind, but you, you brought up a name. Well, t- two names. <laughs> <laughs> I think most Mavericks fans are on my side on these two names and your side on the two names is, is very, um, I mean, honestly, there's, there's different ways you look at it, but I think it comes down to Tyrell Terry and then Trey Burke. I think those are the guys. I mean, Frank is a point guard. I think he's going to be the third string point guard, just like he was with the Knicks. I think he's going, um, I think he has potential. He's still 23, athleticism, quickness, long wingspan. Um, I mean, Terry, I haven't seen I haven't seen much from Terry. Um, I think coming out of college, I was really excited about him. Um, Big-time shooter. He can shoot with a clip anywhere on the court, but I just haven't seen it. And then Trey Burke, I know fans, he's like the – He's like the guard version of Dwight Powell. You know, fans just don't really care for him after last season. But you've seen flashes of, you know, Bubble Burke. I mean, I think you need him on the team just in case injuries are into the roster spot. I mean, he only makes three mil, but he also makes three mil next year if he opts in his player option. So I think it boils down to those two. But I think Terry is the one um, that would get cut, unfortunately. But I would love to have him as a two-way player to see him continue growing. But we already have two-way players um, signed up, so could be um, could be interesting. I, what do you who you think will be cut? <clears throat> oh, do you think Frank will be on the team? Yeah, I do. Okay, I think. Uh... I mean, a few years ago, he was he, he they wanted him as their pick. Yeah, twenty seventeen, he was supposed to be their pick, right? And then yeah, the Knicks got him right beforehand. So I feel like that. Um, DSJ he, was supposed to be our pick. <clears throat> <laughs> Even though he has been a uh, well, I mean, let's be honest, he's been disappointing so far in this in his career and i think that his uh i mean his defensive rating isn't that high for what i 
considering what I thought it would be. I think he's another one of those uh, YouTube highlight kind of players because he's got, but his his highlights are all defense. Um, which you're right, we don't we don't have really somebody that's whose focus is that right now. I think that Terry probably gets cut. Okay. If we're honest. Who I want to get cut? That's different. I'd oh. rather see Josh Green go. Oh. Whoa. Then see whoa. Terry go. Uh reason being is I've not I've not I haven't seen anything from I haven't seen enough of Terry to know that it's time to let him go because of whatever happened last year happened and he he just didn't hit the floor a lot. Um and early on it looked like he was they were okay with him hitting the floor. Like they were okay with him getting some minutes pretty early on in his in his rookie campaign. So that's interesting to me. Um and then whatever happened happened we don't know. Maybe we'll never know, but Terry had a rough year last year, right? Yeah. Um personally and it kept him off the off the court. Mhm. We don't have that excuse uh from Josh Green. The only thing that we hear uh from Josh Green's side is that he's just not making his way onto the court. Like for whatever reason, maybe it's not he's not performing well in practice he's not you know yeah what do you think it is i mean he's <laughs> I number 18 we tried, pick we tried to you talk about this last be... year i have i have no clue but yeah. but now it's been a whole year of him not making it on the court uh in the nba after being the 18th pick and then we have a, a whole off season of him not really making it to the court for the australia team that I mean, we talked about it last week. There's nobody on that team that should be keeping him off the court. There's nobody yeah. ahead of him that, you know, on that Australia team that that a first-round draft pick in the NBA shouldn't be able to outwork. So, and then Summerlee. I've seen, I you know, even though he, I haven't seen play. what he's got, I've seen what he's got, and he doesn't have it. Yeah. So I'd be okay with it. It's going to be one of those players that we cut him and then he goes and plays well somewhere else because that's the fire that he needed to be lit under his butt yeah maybe maybe not but i don't know i I, if we're gonna cut somebody i'd rather cut the guy that has had ample opportunity in practice and on the court to show that he's got something and i think that's been josh green and I don't think that's been Tyrell Terry yet. I don't think we've seen what he can do or, you know, what his potential is. We don't even know. The only thing we know is he was a lights out shooter in college and his comparison in the NBA is Trey Young. So, okay. Give, yeah. give him a little bit more time then because there wasn't any time last year for whatever reason. We don't know what it was. So, and then as far as Trey Burt goes, I mean, it's a toss up between him and green for me, really. Okay. I'm okay with letting Burt go. Um, his contract is a, is a player option, right? Next year. Yeah. So it's not a, 
It's not a big loss, but I I don't know. I I don't see a lot from Frank either, to be honest. Like, I, he's not going to be your starter at this point because he plays. I mean, we talked. Dang, about and you said B minus. I mean, you sounding a little. <laughs> I like the you other pickups. Like... I like the other pickups. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I love Bullock. I love yeah. that pickup. I love getting rid of Josh Richardson. <laughs> yeah. That's an addition from subtraction kind of thing. That's a, That was a lot of money we had tied up in that guy that wasn't really doing what But that has to be bad, though. I mean, you're the 18 pick, and you get cut a year from, from then. I mean, that has to be – there has to be something like – he didn't play – like you said, he didn't play with the Mavs. He didn't play with Australia. He didn't play at all in summer league. But he was at some relief, which is weird. I just feel like he has to show something. I mean, but he could also be that he could be that, like you said, he could we could cut him and he goes and averages eight points um, with the Raptors next year. I mean, you don't know. Um, or he could be is in that China. Good? I mean, for, for what he was last year, yes. Eight. Eight points for the Raptors doesn't make me feel like, oh, damn, we shouldn't have got rid of him. Eight points for the if Raptors a, said we made a good decision. If he's if he's a backup small forward, I mean, and playing every day and showing glimpse. I don't care about glimpse, man. You have a whole career worth of glimpse. I don't care. Like, like your boy DSJ? Yeah, I don't <laughs> see what he's, what's going on with him. He shouldn't be in the league anymore. <laughs> I, I I mean the, the the only difference between him and DSJ is DSJ actually did something in his fr- in his rookie year. You're trying so hard. He Josh Green hadn't even shown a glimpse. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not campaigning for him, but sure seems like it. <laughs> I'm I'm only wearing my Josh Green jersey right now. <laughs> 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 I'm not campaigning for him. And, no, you know, but seriously, he has to show something. I mean, he I haven't seen it. I mean, to be honest, he was supposed to be a three and D guy and his his threes weren't there and his D wasn't there. So I mean, the best thing I've seen people talk about him, even myself, is he cuts very well. <laughs> so I mean, that's not enough for eighteen pick overall. Eye rolls don't translate have... to podcasts, but if you could hear it. <laughs> I mean, I, what what is this string? Yeah, he has good IG posts with um, Maxi and Jalen Brunson. I mean, what's this string? Yeah. In his breakdown of what what he's good at, he's a good friend. <laughs> Can you imagine a scatter report? <laughs> <laughs> he's a great friend. He's um, a great friend, man. <laughs> you should get him on your team. He always remembers the beer. He's he's Boban, but he's not he's not seven four. Yeah, <laughs> he's Boban, but his plus minus isn't ridiculous when he plays his seven minutes. He can't stand dunk. That's what... <laughs> but but he has the same personality. Look, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. Do you? Yes, I like Josh Green. Like you said, he's a. <laughs> I do. He's a good guy, it seems. Oh, yeah. Per- Insta- yeah sure. Instagram seems person, like he's yes. a great dude. 
So I would love for him to make the team and be good at basketball and, oh, hey, we just needed to get that that first year out of the way. But now he's great. But I don't see it. And I haven't been able to see it because, like you said, there's no glimpses. You're arguing Dennis Smith Jr., but at least Dennis Smith Jr. had glimpses. He showed you he had some special. I mean, Josh Green did have glimpses. Anything? uh, Glimpses, but it wasn't in the NBA. Stop it. (laughs) I mean, Arizona, he was my fourth pick that I wanted the Mavs to take. I mean, I wanted Sadiq Bey. I wanted Desmond Bain. I wanted Poku um, with the Thunder. And then I had Josh Green as the fourth guy. And that's but, why you're not a scout. <laughs> I mean, the other three <laughs> panned out. The other three panned out. Right? Uh, then why can't ours pan out? <laughs> why does it never pan out? We're like the last white-bearded old guy to get over to California during the gold rush. Nothing can Ooh. pans out for us. Yeah. We have to have, like, how long is it? How long do we have to go in between? Luca doesn't count. That was, I don't care how many people say that was a given. You tell, you tell me. How long does, how long does Nico have? I mean, how long does he have to, to construct pieces around Luca? I mean, I'm not talking, okay, um, like decent role players. I'm talking, I'm talking pieces, like, where you're like, dang, they got this player for a vet man. You know, I'm talking I'm talking because he was best friends with um, Palinka. I mean, with LeBron. I mean, how long does he have to really show us something? Three years. Okay. And that's this offseason included or three years after this season? I don't th- I have a hard time including this offseason. Okay. Do you know? I mean, they had cap space. They had cap space, but it's his first. I mean, there was so much stuff that was messed up coming in. Okay. They have Luca. They have cap space. Uh Yeah, but they also had. They had to go get a brand new coaching staff. They had to fix a whole bunch of just met. I wish. I wish I had a bleep button for how many things that they had yeah. that he had to fix incoming. So, and you also have to like prove to NBA players that this this team is somewhere you want to be. I think Nico if anybody had the chance to do that it's him. You weren't going to be able to do that with Donnie. He just weren't. He was too old school to to be able to make it in this era. Unless he, the only way the only way the Donnie Nelson way works is if you're a New York or not not a New York. If you're L.A. If you're L.A., you can have Donnie Nelson, and he'd probably be a great GM over there right now. But in this era of the NBA, he is not the the GM this this kind of team needs. So there were a lot of things to fix for Nico when he came in. So I kind of don't uh, 
I don't count this year against him. But they were the fifth seed this year. I mean, they had a good team. They they didn't have a great team, but they had a good team. They had Luca, a top seven player, first team all NBA. They had cap space. I mean, who who would have you who out of the free agents this year would you want to waste that cap space on? But that's not the, that's not what they said. They didn't say, "Well, we're, we're going to see if we can get some good players around um, KP and Luka." No, they said we're going for it. We're we're going to get him. We need a second guy. We need a creator next to Luca. They didn't get that. It ain't over yet. Okay. I I'm I'm telling you, we couldn't have. I didn't see a, a a guy in free agency that I thought was gonna gonna mesh well with this team and be the the player that they were looking for. I'm sure that they tried to get Kyle Lowry, which out of the deck of isn't he of, the guy that they that uh, look would... out of the deck of of players that were available. Kyle Lowry was the was probably the one that would have fit the best, but he's also old and I don't want to spend I don't want to spend the amount of money that they spent on him for an old player like I'd I'd rather sign the player like THJ is a good free agent signing if he's not already on the team this is another one of those those you don't get credit for signing free agency dirt kind of situations THJ was a top 10 free agent out of this class. I mean, it's not a good class. No, it's not a good class, but you still signed one and you extended your superstar and you got better in, in at least two positions, whether it it might be bench, maybe starter. We don't know how bullet pans out yet. We don't know what the lineup's going to look like. I don't feel like this offseason was a failure for him. But if we don't take the players that we did sign, take the the players that we have and use them either this season or next offseason to get better, to get not just better, to mesh better around Luka. Because I feel like the players that we have are good players. I think it's unfair to them to say like we just need better players because we have good players around. We have good it. players. Yeah, they need the Mavericks. And they're need going to one be after player. after that's another they, season here. After another season here, I think Dorian Finney-Smith gets more respect as a good player, and he ends up being a guy that you're you would get more out of if you trade, and you can get somebody that 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 is that player. But they have no money. For. That's the thing, Luca's big time contract, forty mil or whatever. Uh, I mean, he he's about to get paid. How has that stopped any any other team? I understand because that the you Lakers have good players count. playing for, for vet men's. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, that doesn't count. I understand that because they're the Lakers and they're always going to get that. But I have a hard time believing that that if you can if if Nico can go to Mark and say. Hey, look, we gotta lose money for two years, but we can win a championship. Does he say no? Of course not. 
then I don't have a problem with it. He's just. But you're going to have to cut everybody else, like you said, good players. You're going to have to cut. You have to all, cut them. You're gonna you have might to, have to trade them. I mean, trade all every single player, yeah. like the Nets did. Yeah. Because you already have THJ making 18. You have Kristaps making over 30, probably 33 now. Then uh, Luca, after this season, his last year on his rookie deal, they're going to be strapped for cash because you still got Powell making 11. You still got Kleba making eight. Finney Smith is expired. I mean, he he's gonna he's gonna want money. I mean, J JB, our next topic, he's gonna want money. I mean, it's gonna be looking tough. That's why you have to go to hey Drogic this offseason, next offseason. Um, let me act like he's not it, it's over. So let's just play the season out. Next season, hey, come for come for vet men. You know, that you're gonna have to make those power moves. Don't come for five mil, six mil. Eight mil come for vet men. You have to make those type of moves. And I think once we show we can get out of the f- the first round, you'll get those vet men's. Yeah. But if we go another year, and the Mavericks don't get out of the first round, guess who doesn't get vet minimum players? The Mavericks yeah. don't get vet minimum players. Nico has his hands full. And we also, I mean, they also have to show that Porzingis is going to stay on the damn court. Yeah. You know, there's not another, you can't have another season like he has. Yeah. I talked about it last week that I don't think he will, but if he, if he has a, a, a modicum of health, next year and stays on the court like I hope he will and we have THJ and we have Luca doing what he does and there's no traumatic injuries on this team I think they're a good squad fifth seed You're gonna is have to right some... maybe fourth seed I don't know but I'd like to see what, what I mean we talked about Frank last week before he got signed now that he is part of the Mavs team you gotta look at him and think alright he's underperformed so far in his career um, but there's a reason he was a first round pick it's there is having somebody a coach like like Jason Kidd who's a Hall of Fame point guard is having him on the team uh, with him as his coach, does that help his career any? Because if he turns it around and ends up being a guy that breaks into the regular rotation and does what he's was supposed to do in the the beginning, then man, this is a whole this is this off season is completely different, isn't it? People feel completely different about this off season. But, Did you get a lottery ticket tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the golden ticket? <laughs> Your chocolate know. bar? I mean, come on. Maybe. I mean, I hope so too. But hey, there's a lot of lot of wishing there. That's a lot of ifs. It's too many ifs. But even so, okay. Well, even even if that doesn't pan out and and whatever, this is this is still a fifth seed team, fifth or sixth. They're still a playoff team, but T.H. You you said you said you said it um, recently. You said 
you got you know you got THJ. No, no, I don't want THJ. I want a better THJ. I want to see him. I want to see him more of a scorer than shooter this season. He has to have a, over eighteen points a game. Yeah, I think you saw the 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 scorer at the second half last year. Yeah, I need to see it all season. Yeah, and you, I think you will. And now, I mean, that alone will give the Mavs four more wins. Yeah, I don't know if people know this, but our the the differential between wins and uh, losses was one of the lowest in the league. Like the points differential. Yeah. Between us and the and the team that beat us was I can't remember, but I think it was under two, which is yeah like crazy and we had more so many close games yeah we had just so many close games last year so yeah you're right if we have somebody that's that scores you know two more points a game get them up to 20 and that'd be so nice yeah takes the pressure off of luca i mean there is that's your that's your playmaker he can score he can shoot and then your cisco's up when they start doubling you just i mean it's that's what I need to see from him. And then, I mean, you could shoot for a fourth seed. You can shoot for third seed. If, if, if THJ is a scorer next season and still has that clip where he can shoot it, um, like he did the second half of the season. I mean, I would shoot for third seed. I think even, even if that happens, I don't think they're a third seed. Well, this is banking on Chris stops playing at Leeds. 65 games okay maybe if you have those three guys scoring over um 18 19 points a game i mean you got something rocking there yeah that's true but the lakers and jazz is gonna be hard to top there but you never know i mean the suns suns could be uh, i don't know we'll see those lakers are scary next year Ooh, I'm so scared. I, I'm I am manly enough and self and secure enough to Ladies tell you, gentlemen, the AARP team has team, arrived. Yeah, I don't. If that's the AARP squad, this isn't the Gary Payton and Carl Malone Lakers. Yeah, this generation of old timers is still good at basketball. I feel like watching their game when they play the Mavs, just being around them. I don't know how many times I'm going to hear, in 2012 All-Star, Rondo. <laughs> 2012 All-Star, DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> Dwight Howard. You know what, though? Russell Westbrook still, didn't he average a triple-double last year still? So, like, I don't know. That alone. Yeah. The, I mean, they're going to, yeah, I said top two. They're gonna AD be is another one of those guys, though, that, He's got Porzingis disorder where yeah. he's got to stay on the court. For whatever reason, I don't think he gets quite the bad rap that Porzingis gets, but he ain't on the court very much either. No. So, anyway, let's talk a little bit about Jalen Brunson real quick. Is He has not been extended this offseason. Not yet. This is the last offseason that he can get extended, correct? 
Yes. He's an unrestricted. Yeah, he will be unrestricted next year. This is his last season of his rookie deal. Uh, What's the date that they have to have him extended by? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I know it's it's at the end of the year. I think we still got a month or two. I think it's um, late November. Okay. Early December. But it's at the end of the year. We still got some time, but the fact that we haven't seen anything, I mean, makes you makes you makes you think. Why would they not? That's what I'm trying why to do think, you think about. In, internally, why do you think that they have not? Because we haven't even um, heard that they offered anything to him either, which is Yeah, weird. which is very weird. I mean, he's he's 25 years old and this he just turned 25 in August. Um He's a proven winner. I mean, he has all the accolades. Um, two championships, Villanova. I mean, player, college player of the year. He's 25. He actually produces when he plays. His field goal percentage was uh, 52% last year. I mean, and his threes were 40%. And, he aver- and each year, his, his numbers get better. And that's assist rebound points um i don't see why you don't i mean he was what fourth in mvp i'm not um mvp off the bench uh six man of the year voting i mean you tell me i'm trying to think of a reason not I don't know. Other than the fact that he might cost too much money. Mm. Considering the amount of money that they just handed out this off season. Yeah. He might be the odd man out. Is he not part of the core? I don't know if he is. Mm. What is the core in Dallas? If Jalen Brunson is not in Luca. Yeah, it's just Luca. <laughs> I don't think there's any untouchable in Dallas. Yeah. Other than Luca. And they have so much they have so much chemistry between them two. They came in together. They're always together. Joking around together. Well, Luca's I mean, son. I can't Look, I can't say chemistry means anything to me after the last few weeks of me touting that it doesn't matter if Luca and Porzingis get along. (laughs) I can't (laughs) rightfully be like, yeah, he gets along great with Luca. You have to keep him after me standing on my soapbox for the last few weeks. I don't know. I don't think he's part of... I think he might might have just ended up being the odd man out on contracts. They had other people that they would rather give contracts to, and now he kind of priced himself out. Because you're right, he does produce, but he might have produced himself out of a a, a Dallas Mavericks uniform. I hope not. I hope they keep him. I like him. Uh, I don't know if he's... starting point guard 
you know? I think he is. Yeah, I think there's got to be some some improvement on his side to be a starter. Like what? Uh, I, I, you know, I talked about this last week. When he was in the game versus starting caliber point guards, he got beat. That's all there was to it. Like, he didn't look good against uh, the Clippers in the playoffs. When he played against backups, he looked great. But when he was in the starting lineup with the with the starters, he just didn't look as good. So that kind of put me off because I've always been the guy that kind of pushed Jalen Brunson as the as the next guy, and I think he was him and Luca being our draft picks that year is the best draft we've maybe ever had. I mean, and you don't want him back? I do, but I don't think we. I don't. I think he priced himself out. I think so. So I think you're looking at the, you're looking at the big games, like especially Clippers. Obviously, he played bad in that series. I mean, he the first few games were good, um, but he played himself out of the series. But as a starting guy last year, I mean, he he put up like sixteen, seventeen points a game on like fifty five um, field goal um, percentage and shooting like forty two or um three point percentage i mean i think he is a starter i think i didn't say on a great team i think he's a he's a 22 to 30 best point guard in this league he's like he's like 22 to 30 best point guard in the league so i think he is a starter but it would be the bottom 10 teams bottom eight teams um and I think that's what you would want as a backup. Like you said, if money doesn't matter to Mark Cuban, I know all the decisions go through him. Yeah. I know Nico plays a lot into it, but and Michael Finley as well, give his props. Um, but if money doesn't matter, pay the guy. I mean, you don't see players coming to Dallas, so why not keep the players that are in Dallas that want to be here? That's just going to be another thing that people complain about though yeah that, i mean because I mean, dorian gonna be a, smith you're gonna have to pay him too it's gonna be another I mean, off season where people yap about us not bringing any players in because you've signed your own player okay so what's what's your what's your what's your what's your cap with per year for jalen brunson i don't know I, like that that's the thing some... though that's the thing i would if i would pay him i'm not saying that i wouldn't well of course i'm saying that i i don't know if he if they haven't already tried to give him a contract i don't there's something that's stopping them i don't know what it is because i would have already tried to extend him because if thj signed for 18 per you obviously not touching that being Brunson, um, but he probably doesn't want to, like you said, he probably doesn't want to come on a discount because he's, I mean, he's he's 25 and he he's getting, you know, he's not getting paid like the people around him. I mean, remember they were playing cards on their way back 
and you got these James Johnson, 16 mil, Luca, 10 mil, and all these players around him making big time money, and he's making what, like two mil? I mean, he, he wants to get paid, like you said, but yeah. I think they have to find a middle ground between what they want to pay him and what he wants because he's still 25. You still, do you think he takes, you still eight? have room to grow? No. And that's probably that's probably what they offered. You never know. I mean, because that's, that's tough. Kind of still my, pay. That's kind of my range. So you you offer Jalen Brunson eight under ten eight per under ten. Okay. Yeah. So what if Jalen Brunson wants unless 14. he works his, unless he works himself into the starting lineup this year, Incentives. and he's the starting point guard. Then yeah. yeah, take my money, or whatever. Take Mark Cuban's money. It's not mine, but yeah. Then then uh, fourteen. If he works himself into the the starting lineup, but so know. what if he wants fourteen and you're offering less than ten? So why not make it twelve? Let's just get him <laughs> get him signed. You know. Let's get him signed. I don't know. I think there's a reason we're not GMs. <laughs> stick to 2K. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick to 2K. I'll turn yeah, Gap hard. off and just sign whoever I want to. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, because Dorian, he's only making, what, four mil? I mean, you got to pay him. What yeah. would you pay Dorian? Again. It, You're like, money ball over here. You're money ball over here. Well. You're only everything under 10. Pretty much every every but like, I don't see our players as Oakland A's over here. <laughs> I I don't see like a lot of the players on the team as, um, indispensable, like okay. their their skill sets. I feel like for that range, you can get that player. Hmm. And I think that the rest of the league sees it that way too, because like I know 2K is 2K, but if you look at the ratings for the rest of the team around Luca, uh, you don't see any 80s. I mean, even THJ, they have so rated weird. at a 79. Yeah. And I am in no way saying that 2K is a standard for what, how good basketball players are. I think their ratings are garbage. But yeah. There is a a notion in the league that for whatever reason people think that the players we have are not as good as some that you would say are comparable players in on other teams. Because yeah. there are plenty of players that are making close to what uh Dorian Finney Smith should be making. There there are plenty of players at eight to 12 million a year that are that are you know rated 80 plus right Mm -hmm. so all right if you're just saying like top of your head how many players are making 8 to 12 million in this league would you take over dorian finney smith there's a lot of them Probably. Like as much as I love Dorian Finney Smith, 
There's a lot of players in that price range that I think I would probably take over him. So it's hard for me then to go, yeah, we should pay him 16 like we played like we paid James Johnson cuz the only reason James Johnson got 16 is cuz they had filler cap space. He got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Right time, right place. Yeah, he's the right time, right place kind of guy. So Sorry, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, off oh, man. Oh. Yeah. And I feel bad for him. Right oh. player, wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Wrong time. <laughs> wrong time, buddy. Wrong, wrong ego decision. too. Wrong ego. Wrong ego. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I I I think you have know. to I love me some Dorian and Maxi so and Jalen. I know, but you have to Those three are my boys. Be able to measure are they actually as good or can you get better by, you know, moving them along. I don't know about Jalen. I mean, uh Dorian. Jalen I yes. think is good. Out of those players, I think Jalen has the most potential and yes. uh he's the best player right now out of those guys. Do- um, Dorian is probably number two for me. Maxi, I yeah. think, is at where he's gonna be. Well, you have other guys on the team that can I mean, I love Maxi, but you have other guys that can fill in. We have like eight centers. We have eight power Too forwards. Many like, centers. Yeah. But I think like you said, Jalen, man, it's hard. It's really hard. Um just you can't find that Brea. I mean, you a great backup point guard. It's hard to find. I mean, look at Trey Burke. We thought that was him, and look what happened. I mean, it's it's hard to find a great backup point guard who could who's your part time starter like JJ, like a young JJ. I mean, that's what he was—a part time starter, but a great backup point guard. Yeah, and how? But how much did JJ make? He was with Minnesota or with Dallas? Well, Dallas, <laughs> not Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. But look how that range. panned out. Look what happened when they when he got yeah. the paycheck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway. But there's not a lot of spots to point guard around the league. Dennis saw that. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of spots for point guards. Not Every for, draft. Well, Dennis gets the, filled. The problem is Dennis wanted twenty plus a year yeah but i'm just saying on the market like there wasn't many teams saying we need a point guard let's get let's talk to him i mean every draft a top 10 there's like two point guards i mean it's hard to i mean the money's not the money's tight too next year the money's gonna be the same way two years from now the money light um is gonna be great for free agents but just like this year, it's gonna be hard. You gotta squeeze those pennies. So Jalen might have to compromise because we do have his bird rights. I don't know. I mean, can you name how many teams need a point guard right now? Well, the one, two, none. <laughs> seems it seems like nobody if you're Dennis, if you're uh Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah. Schrodinger, whatever the hell his name is. 
No, I think uh, I think squeeze your pennies is a good way to end this episode. One, <laughs> two, three. Squeeze those pennies, guys. Have a good one. Bye.